Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of the School Safety... You say exciting every time. Well, that's sort of the point of the intro, is you do... It's not just exciting, it's interesting, scintillating. Hello, and welcome to, like, this thing we do, School Safety Free Period. Is no, that better? It, it could be more than exciting, informative, Would... interesting, dynamic, robust, lots of words. Doesn't have to be exciting. It's too much pressure. Every time that Jeopardy is on, do they call it something other than Jeopardy? Game show. No, but Quiz the name show. of the, the podcast Trivia is not show. exciting. No, but that's what I call it. An exciting episode need, of the School Safety Review. You need to period. enlarge your descriptors. Okay, but this is episode 12. I've been doing it the same way for 11 episodes. I know. So Why would I change it now? have 11 exciting episodes. Yeah, Let's have an interesting point. one instead. Welcome to an interesting episode of the School Safety Free Period. I'm Amanda Klinger, and I'm not allowed to speak for my own self. You want to introduce yourself? I'm Dr. Amy Klinger. And, and I'm trying to enlarge in your vocabulary. Enlargen? <laughs> really? Yep. Okay. It means to make bigger. <laughs> <laughs> make more bigger, I think is the word you're looking for. Uh, we're with the Educators School Safety Network. We are a national nonprofit organization. We provide school safety training and resources and technical assistance to we schools. We really are smarter than we currently seem. <laughs> Typically, we try to spend less time bickering and more time being productive doing the work of school safety. But sometimes we take uh, some time out of our academic, scholarly, important work to bicker with each other. And to have and our to school look safety at the ridiculous things that are happening in the world, and to have our school not just exciting but ridiculous. There you go, our school safety free period, and we talk about things that are now. Here's now is when you say all your robust, words. robust, interesting, robust. scintillating, scintillating. Mm -hmm. That's like a it's like a Cinemax after dark word. I don't know if that's what you're going for. No, that would be titillating. It's not. It's full. Okay. <clears throat> anyway. During our school safety free period, when we're not bickering. Or today's vocabulary lesson. <laughs> yeah. In, yeah, our big word lesson. Uh, we talk about things that are too shocking to be true, but they actually are true. And we typically have a little, a few laughs and we poke some fun. But then we do have some takeaways and we sort of discuss some lessons that can be learned. So... So I, in addition to correcting everything that I say, I hear that you have I a have, story to tell me. I have a story to tell you. All right, I'm ready. Okay, so we have a situation in Pennsylvania where we have a school that receives a threatening voicemail. So this is a bomb threat one. Okay. So they receive a phone message threatening to blow up the school. A and voicemail? For, yeah. Who even leaves a voicemail these days? Sorry. Well, actually, it was an 81-year-old man. Funny <laughs> that you should say that. <laughs> it was an 81-year-old man who left a voicemail threatening to blow up the school. Um, oh, upon man. the investigation, <laughs> it is determined that he had been receiving some threats from someone else. And when he called them back to threaten them back, he misdialed and called the school by accident. And then, wait. And then he's like, well, I guess I, I got the school voicemail. May as well threaten to blow up the school? Um, I don't know. They don't really speak to that other than I don't think that he necessarily knew it was a school. He oh, just he didn't was say threatening that he was going to blow up, blow them up. 
It was something to do with, I have two sticks of dynamite and I'm not afraid to use them. Something oh, like that. Oh, I thought it was like a to whom it may concern bomb threat. No, no, no. Whoever so picks was, up this call, I'm going to blow up wherever you are. No. So it was <laughs> that he misdials when he calls back. And then, ooh, ooh, it happens to be the school. So they end up arresting him. You know, there's an easy way, there's an easy fix for that. Don't threaten to blow anything up. <laughs> well, Problem or dial solved. more carefully. N- no, that too. If you don't threaten to blow anything up, you'll I'd never like accidentally threaten was, to blow up a school. I would like to know who he was, th- who he thought he was threatening, but. <laughs> okay, so we have that unfortunate series. And I do feel bad for this 81 year old man who, I mean, I misdialed. Dialing is hard. No. Uh, no, no but the, you don't feel bad for him because I do because he's eighty-one. Threaten. But don't no, threaten. Just don't threaten to blow yeah. anything up, and you won't have this problem. Right. Well, so seems like the story is over. But wait, there's <laughs> more. <laughs> so that unfortunate event happened. Did he get turned around, come into the school with his walker, and nope. beat a seventh grader with it nope, accidentally? Nope. No, he's in jail. He was in jail. Was unable to make bail, so he's still in jail. Oh well, that is kind of sad. So the next day. Um, <laughs> We've had this happen. Um, they immediately apprehend the guy, you know, etc. Um, oh, here I've, I've got. I'm going to find. I've got the actual transcript now. I forgot. Here's what he said. This is what the voicemail was. I'm going to find out what your blanking address is, and believe me, three sticks of dynamite will get rid of you and all your blanking bull blanking BS. Yes, BS. Very good. Context clues. Uh, so yeah, that's unfortunate. That happens. Um, but you know, three sticks of dynamite. What is he, Wiley e. Coyote? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, within an hour, um, they had notified everyone at the school. You know, all the parents that this mm-hmm. had happened. But you know, everything was fine. Um, so yeah. Um, unfortunately, um, y- you know that that saying about could we take it from bad to worse? Yeah. <laughs> So, the next day, an employee brings a gun to school. Because he feels like they might be getting blown up, I guess. Based what? on the 81-year-old man. Is he going to shoot the dynamite out of the old man's hand? Um, I don't know. But um, an employee brings a gun to school the next day. On, like, on purpose, on in purpose response to this. Because he feels... Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Um, a parent is quoted as saying... Did not send their kid to school. No, parent did not send their kid to school because of the bomb threat. Uh I don't feel safe with her going to school, and thank God I didn't because a teacher brought a weapon to school today, said the parent. Uh, so yeah, so then the, oh. the the school has to call the parents again and go, you know, you remember how yesterday we called you and said that there was a bomb threat, but it really was fine. Well, today one of our employees brought a gun to school. <laughs> Tomorrow so. we're going to reenact the Hunger Games, and your children are going to fight each other to the death. Yeah. So the employee what? has been suspended. Um, he indicated wow. that he felt that there might be a potential risk at the school because of this threat so he thought what would be the safest thing i can do i bet bringing a weapon into a school full of children elementary school by the way would be the best um, approach to this so we've got bad judgment on top of bad judgment on top of apparently poor impulse control so i know that's really but if they caught this person right away wouldn't he, by the time that the worker person, the, the time the employee brought the gun, 
But didn't they already know it was an 81-year-old? Uh, yeah, by the way, it was a retired college professor. I forgot to tell you that part because that is, you know, <laughs> near and dear to my heart. So um, we had the so we had the old the old guy principal calling in a bomb threat to the textbook when publisher. he was getting really upset with the, their with their customer service. Is that is that how like I don't know my father intends to spend his retirement I, I calling know, in bomb threats to I, I places. I don't know, but I'm like, like 81, so I can't really speak to if that's a thing for. You always you know crack jokes about being old as dirt. Apparently, you're not not 81. You're not old enough to just you know start crank calling schools with bomb threats yeah let can you want me to finish this up then so oh, the, uh, more? the employee yeah brings oh, the gun to school for his own personal protection it has to be recovered without incident by the school police officer so now you've got you know day two of the cops mm-hmm. so then we had um a board meeting so we get parents that come to the board with some legitimate questions uh they <clears throat> questioned why their children stayed in the building during the threatening phone call okay because there were three police cars there. Then they were complaining that they had not seen any emails from the district and that they were given the wrong information because they were told it was just a drill. Ooh. Always a good idea. Now, I don't no. know if that's exactly... Other than the superintendent admitted that communication could have been better. I don't think we communicated as well as we should have, and I acknowledge that, which is code for we thought we could just sort Get of skate it. around this um, thing. And they're looking at other software systems that would be specific to emergencies. Because, and again, I'm going to go out on a limb here and go, I don't think there is a software solution for the problem we've just discussed. Unless there is software that exists where the superintendent goes, hey, we had a bomb threat. I'm thinking of lying and say that it was a drill. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about it? And the software goes, no, bad idea, don't. Unless that's the software you're buying. I don't think it's going to solve the problem you have. Now, let's let's try to be fair. The the school did say some parents had blocked the parental link system so that they wouldn't get these irritating announcements about emergencies on their Doesn't phone. Doesn't change the fact that you lied about what happened. Well, okay. I, we don't know if they lied about it. We we and was there a drill? There, it appears that there was some misinformation. He mm-hmm. didn't I mean, so we don't know. Um but then he does try to save it here at the end. Um, by adding that if parents had not updated their phone numbers, they might not have received the message. And the employee who brought the gun to school was honest about his bringing the weapon when questioned. Hey. Sure how either one of those salvages it. Um, And then we end up with the, the safety and security of all of our schools is our number one priority. We do take every threat seriously. When threats were made, we had the police in five minutes. Which doesn't change the fact that you still had an employee without a lick of sentence that shows up with the gun. You still didn't communicate effectively with the parents. There you go. You know, I find it interesting that safety is the number one priority of all of these places that we're always reading about the ridiculous, absurd things that happen. Which I would venture to guess that if safety truly was their number one priority, that their folks would be trained and empowered to perhaps make decisions that wouldn't land you within our scrutiny and what we do here on this podcast. That's just my and, and you know it's a terrible idea to read the comments below articles because it's just falling into the abyss in general. But it was interesting to note that we had several people in the comments section that feel that the individual should be given a raise because he was bringing the gun? at least yes because he was willing to protect 
Excellent. Um, the school, because that would happen. <laughs> and then someone else indicates that it wasn't a teacher. It was someone else who works in the building. So I don't know if that... And then someone, just in the typical fashion of, like, from left field, why was there no investigation into who at the school was harassing the professor? After all, he hit redial not knowing where the call originated. Nope, that's not at all the case, but <laughs> it was all good. So we completely came at it from a different, he misdialed, which is different than redialed. redialed. So, so huh. I, I think we can criticize the school for a lot of things, but not for harassing <laughs> the person with the three sticks of dynamite. There's just like so, there's just like so much going on. Yeah, right. And a lot of this goes back to the the same old, I mean, it's the same old things that we say over and over and over, the, the idea of training, of, of having a response protocol in place. You can see they were trying to frantically make this stuff up as they were going more don't than likely. Don't lie about what it was. Be honest about what's happening. Um, <coughs> don't assume that no one will ever know because they will always know, especially when you have, I mean, you know, when you have something so out of left field, you know, so quirky, you know that even if no one cared about it in any other way, it's going to get noticed just yeah. because it's a bizarre kind of thing that happens. Well, and I was thinking, you know, more about the, what I keep saying, don't lie about the drill. Maybe there wasn't an official communication that it was a drill. Maybe that was a rumor that got started among the parents. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't be too harsh on the school here because we don't know for sure if it was lying or not. Sure, but, that's, but if but the that communication was clear, there wouldn't be a question right. of what exactly if happened. If you don't provide people with the information that they feel like they need, they will make it up or they will get it from other sources. So even if it wasn't an official communication saying it was a drill, in the absence of official communication saying what it was the miscommunication or the facts, fictions, and fabrications will become, will take the place of the official communication. So you need to be the official communication. And as also, I've don't said lie. a million if, times, don't ever think the parents will never find out because oh they gosh, always, yeah. always, always find out. There you go. And, and that's not just a safety concern. That's everything. Yeah. Just don't make the assumption. Nobody will. Whenever you hear yourself saying as an administrator, well, no one will ever know you are wrong. You are already <laughs> wrong. Even as you're thinking it, you're wrong. Right. To say no one will ever know. Unless you're talking about something nice that you did, and then maybe in that case, no one will ever well, know. Well, you know, it's not the crime. It's the cover-up. So well. there you go. Well, So there you go. All right. That's a good one. Thank you for joining us. I'm sorry for all of our bickering at the beginning. You know, that's just how it is sometimes. So you got a little view into our world well, maybe there. Maybe next time you'll behave better and then we won't have to. <coughs> won't have we to will see. <laughs> Please do rate and review the podcast um, and you can subscribe. You can find us wherever you normally get our podcasts. If you have a story that you'd like to, us to talk about that is so shocking that it almost can't be true but it actually is you can send that to us at info at eschoolsafety.org that's our website eschoolsafety.org and we have free resources and tons of information about the work that we do and the trainings that we do and you can find all of that there and if you have any questions please you know reach out to us on different social media channels we're on twitter and facebook and wherever you find podcasts and we'd love to hear from you so thank you bye